Constructing your life is about much more than just building a bank account. Each week, join real estate entrepreneur and mindset coach Austin Linney as he interviews guests who are constructing their dream lives and impacting the world around them on a daily basis. If you're an entrepreneur or wanting to start a business, or you just want to hear motivating stories of how others have overcome the odds, you are in the right place. And now for your host, Austin Linney. Guys, welcome back to Construct Your Life. We got Austin Linney here and we got Mr. Justin in the house. How you doing, my brother? Dude, I'm rocking, man. I'm excited. I love it, man. Well, half the stuff that we should have recorded, we already talked about, but we'll just keep it going for everybody else. Uh, man, you're a big wholesaler, big flipper out of Arizona. I've been following your content for a long time. A lot of lessons, a lot of knowledge in here. So I'll let you start your story wherever you prefer. That's what I like to do with my guests and we can go from there. Yeah, dude, I'm going to just start from the get-go. If anyone's listened to my podcast called The Science of Flipping, they know I started broke, busted, and disgusted. In 2003, I graduated college. So you guys can do the math, right? You can figure out my age. Uh, so I graduated UCLA. I went directly into sales, owned a sales company for almost two years, went into real estate as a real estate agent, uh, started a brokerage with a good friend of mine in Northern California. That brokerage is now the number one producing brokerage in all of Northern California and the number two in all of California for boutique brokerages, by the way. Um, so my friend is crushing it. I'm so happy for him, but I'm no longer getting any rewards for it. Uh, so, uh, but in 2007, I lost it all because as the market was tanking, I didn't actually gain any skill as a realtor. I literally was an order taker, right? People would say, hey, I want to buy this new build for, you know, 450000 I'd say, well, I have one for four fifty-five. Do you want to come up to that? And it's yours, right? There was no talent. There were no skill developed. So when the market crashed, I had no realtor skill. I had no book of business. I had no talent involved. I literally was, I was done. I was literally broke, busted, disgusted, not just financially, but emotionally. Um, I was sleeping on my friend's couch. I lost my $500,000 condo to foreclosure. I lost my $100,000 Lexus to the repo man. Really funny story if you want to talk about that. Um, and I walked away from roughly $45,000 in credit card debt, sleeping on a buddy's couch at 26 years old. Um, and that's what got me into real estate investing because I just believed in my heart I could be successful at it. Um, and so for nine months I put in the work, there was no triple line dialers. There was no magic marketing pill. It was cold calling realtors for nine months to get my first deal. I had no marketing budget. If you are out there and you're trying to get in the game, do not worry. I get it. I've been there. You can do it. You just need to believe it. And, uh, from there, obviously 13 years later, I've done roughly almost 1600 at this point. I probably could safely start saying, I actually think I'm over that number, but uh, and that's a mix of roughly 400 and something rehab flips, uh, roughly a hundred plus wholesales, And then the, the remaining majority are wholesale deals. There's a lot there. Uh, lots but, to unpack. Let's go. I, I had a couple, I had a couple coaching calls this morning and I, it's something I want to hit on at 26. There's a lot, you know, people say, well, I don't know. I don't want to get started in real estate investing or as an agent cause there's failure involved. And I think that strife is actually the reason that you level up personally. Like, how did you not, how did you not pack it in with all that coming at you at 26 and sleeping on a couch and, and bankruptcy and all that stuff? How did you not just go get a job? What was the, what was the turning point or what was the belief? Look at, so you can only connect the dots looking backwards, right? Like, so I didn't really know at the time, but 
I, you can only connect those dots. I'm, I'm not built to be an employee is what it came down to. Like not for a second did I think, let me go get a job. Like it literally didn't even pop into my head. Mm-hmm. And that's looking back at that. Like I look at my childhood, right? Like I was a hustler and I know Gary V has made this incredibly popular, but like I would literally wake up in the morning on garbage day, take my bike, go pick up all of the recycling around my neighborhood, put it in bags, bike it down to the recycling bin and get my half a penny to a penny per that I brought every single week. So I could have an extra $10 a week to go buy baseball cards. Well, guess what I would do with baseball cards? Well, this started before I was even making my own money. I would have my mom bring me into the baseball card shop. And now this is popular again. Like it's crazy what's happening now with, with like memorabilia and baseball cards. It's awesome. Like Dan Fleischman's making it huge. Gary Vee's making it huge, et cetera. I would bring my mom in. We'd buy a box of baseball cards. I would open the damn box right there on the counter in front of the owner of the shop, pull out the good cards and say, what will you buy them for? The box of cards cost $30. I sold the good cards for $60. I walk out with 30. And I did that from a really young age, not even knowing what the fuck I was doing, having really like, I didn't have like a, a entrepreneurial father figure per se. Like I just was that kid. And, you know, all, like I just told you, driving my bike around the neighborhoods, collecting the recycling bin, taking it down the recycling. I had a car washing business, but I've always done that because I've always somehow just said, I got to go make money because I want cool shit. So I got to go make it. And so when it came down to that crash and I just was broke, busted, and disgusted on all levels, financially and emotionally, like I said, I got to go make something myself, right? Like, and I was still young enough and naive enough and had zero responsibility, truthfully, like not married, no girlfriend, no kids, nothing. Like I was like, ah, fuck. I mean, I'm already at the bottom. Like, mm-hmm. what do I care? And then the other perspective was like, my friends still love me. My friends are supporting me. I'm sleeping on my friend's couch. My family still loves me. I didn't die. Who cares? Like everyone's, and there's so much to unpack here. I could go on and on. Like yeah. everyone's so concerned about the other people viewing them. Mm-hmm. They don't care. Big shocker, right? Like they might care for a three minute conversation at dinner. Did you hear about what happened to Justin? Mm-hmm. And then they're going to realize, oh, they're in the middle of a divorce or whatever the fuck they're going through. Their yeah. life is happening, not yours. They could give a shit. Right. Mm -hmm. And there's going to be no judgment because we all go through it. And so I just didn't think, and I know that sounds kind of crazy. And and if you talk to my uh, accountant, he would say that happens more often than not, but I didn't put the, I didn't put the thought to it. I ran on pure emotion. Mm -hmm. And again, maybe a lot of coffee this morning, but that's my personality, right? Like if you believe like my coaching, I do a coaching call with my students every Wednesday and Friday. So this week we're going through actually sales by personality, how to sell to different personalities. So I'm in the middle of this. So it's top of mind, but like my personality is a yellow personality. Great book. I highly suggest surrounded by idiots. Incredible, incredible book. One of the best I've read in the last decade. Everyone should go read surrounded by idiots, but, um, I'm a yellow and I'm high energy, enthusiastic, like talkative, life of the party, very creative, wants to go start 17 different businesses. I don't overthink. I'm reactionary. I will move mm-hmm. on emotion. That sounds like a great idea. Let's go start it, right? Mm-hmm. That's my personality. Mm-hmm. So when you ask me that question, I have a lot of answers. I apologize. Sure. But it's just because I didn't overthink it. I just said, you know what? I want to fucking make a lot of money. 
real estate. I already know that to be true from my realtor days. Now I don't want to be a realtor because I'm not the guy that likes just driving people around and all that. I want to go flip homes. And by the way, 2007 was way before all this that we have going on now with YouTube and every guru under the sun. And, and, you know, respectfully speaking, I'm one of them and you're one of them, but you know, now access to the, you can flip this house with no money, no credit and all that wasn't around. There was mm -hmm. no one out there. There was like two people. Right. And so here we go. No, I love it. It's so much in there, but, but something that struck me and I, I see if it strikes a chord with you. I had an epiphany the other day at the gym that as a coach, cause you're a coach and I'm a coach that they're not paying you for your knowledge. They're paying you for your energy. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is with the strike of energy that me and you bring to the table, there's a possibility that the door's going to crack open just a bit mm -hmm. and it's going to break the cycle of whatever it is to the yep. day to day. And I realized that that energy, if you don't have anything else, I mean, even if you're a dick, just bring energy. Seriously, it's gotten me in so many rooms, I can't even tell you. And then you yep. wake up and you go, oh, wow, I'm here in the room of... Now, that being said, you might want to shift it down a peg when you get in a room full of millionaires. But what I'm just saying is like, I would rather fail forward. And I think there's some naiveness to that uh, opposed to the other way around is what I'm saying. Agreed. I think, I think there's a lot of truth in all of that, you know, and then there's, you know, um, failing forward is the only way in my opinion to live mm -hmm. the hurdle again, kind of where I'm going or where I was mentioning is like people were worried too much about what people think mm -hmm. like Grant Cardone. And I got to spend a decent amount of time with him. Like one thing I really appreciate about him is he's just relentless with saying you deserve it. Mm -hmm. Your family deserves it. So when you have to work 12 hours a day and you have to have that conversation with your wife, mm. Hey honey, I can't make it to dinner cause I'm busting my balls so we can make some money so we can live the life that we deserve. Mm. That's the reality, right? Like you deserve this shit. Your family does, your wife does, your kids do like bust your balls to get there. And if you don't believe that internally, that's okay. I'm not here to judge you, but then you have to also be okay with living a mediocre life and not complain about it. You don't get to have that complaint because otherwise you got to go bust your balls. Right. And so, um, one thing I really genuinely appreciate and love about Grant is that, and he's an awesome dude, by the way, I just did a YouTube video about him and Gary yeah. V because yeah. I paid a decent amount of money to be with both of them. Um, and I love them both for different reasons. I yeah. mean, I really do. Well, you know, what's interesting every time, uh, we lock in a, a new client or I meet somebody that I'm helping out of recovery or anything, you know what I tell them? Hmm. It's, not, it's not for you. I don't give a shit about you. This is for your kids. This is hmm. for your wife. Yeah. You know, this is for you. Like I tell everybody in their 20s, I want you to work like it's your damn, like, like out like a banshee. Because mm -hmm. if you do this now, then you'll have all the time in the world to be available for your daughter or, or kid. And they're like, oh, like don't be the 50-year-old that I talk to on a daily basis that wishes he would have known what he knows now right. because he's working, right? I, I mean, it's just life is again, kind of going back to both of them. Like life is short. Like Gary V says, you have a long life. You have time, right? A lot of what Gary talks about is time. I agree with that. There is a long life. You do have time. You don't need to be in a rush to like, you know, conquer the world in one year, but at the same time, you should be in a rush to conquer the world in one year. So there's this dichotomy, right? That like, you know, I love what Tony Robbins says and I'm quoting some of the greats, but like, People overestimate what they can do in one year and underestimate what they can do in 10. 
everyone wants to get in this real estate space. Say, I want to be the next Justin Colby and I want to make seven figures a year this year. And I'm like, bro, you are not my client. That is sure. not reality, sure. right? To get to where I'm at for 13 years, took 13 fucking years. Now, can I get you to condense that into maybe three or four? Absolutely. Yep. Mm -hmm. But like, let's have some reality here. Like sure. you are going to work your face off for those times and there's going to be high risk tolerance that you're going to have to have and, and all these other things. So it's, um, it's fun, but here's yeah. the thing, kind of going back to sales personalities, right? Or people's personalities. You go do this to an analytical person. They're not my client either. Cause they're going to pepper me with so many questions. I'm going to give up as the yeah. damn coach. I'm going to be like, bro, I don't, what are we even talking about? Like mm -hmm. all you do is make the call and say hello. Like that's how you start. Like what are you asking me? Right? So again, there's personality traits, right? You're not going to get an analytical type to really have that fire, the energy, the drive, right? They're going to want to know every, all the ducks need to be in the row. And so you just need to know who you're talking to and what the audience is. And I don't, I don't think it's coincidence that most of my uh, coaching clients uh, on the, my personality tests are exactly as like me. I don't, I don't think that that's shocker. Shocker. Wow. I didn't yeah, know so that. So I actually think you, and I don't know what you consider yourself, but I'll call it right now. And I've talked sure. to you now for all of 29 minutes. Sure. Um, you're yellow. And again, yeah. the, the, the color is based around uh, the surrounded by idiots, right? So the disc sure. test goes sure. red, yellow, green, blue. Yeah. So yellow is like me. Gregarious, yeah. fun, life of yeah. the party. Everyone loves them, can talk all the time, has great stories, wants to go create 17 businesses, can go and get them started. Not exactly great on execution for follow through can start the shit out of them and get them going immediately. I'm guessing you're yellow. We're, we're best friends. We're good. That's it. We, we have a, uh, we have a term in my company. It's called uh, halo networking. You know, the military guys that, that have to go up so high, they have to put on the oxygen yeah. mask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how I network. You drop me in a room of a thousand people. I have a photographic memory. I can tell you what everybody's unit counts are, what they're, what they eat for breakfast. I, I it's what I do, but but what we've done is surrounded myself by people that love spreadsheets and love That's right. operations. But dude, it took me losing $26,000 in a business to, to realize that about myself. Some real hard truths, some self-awareness. Yeah. Well, and that's, you know, listen, I, I love that you only lost $26,000, right? <laughs> that's the perspective. Yeah. I mean, fuck bro. I've, I don't even want to get into a number because I probably don't even know it anymore. But mm -hmm. like the risks I take and the things I do, Right. Like I'll even tell you about a mistake that was fucking crushing. We sent out a bunch of direct mail, right? I'm in the real estate space. We do a lot of direct to seller marketing, $40,000 of direct mail to the entire opposite list of who we were trying to target. So can you imagine that heartbreaking crush? Right? Like you didn't even get the opportunity. No, it was the exact opposite. Right? So we pull this list. It's the list that we're going after, high motivation, blah, blah, blah. We did the exact opposite of it, right? One of the main criteria was built from 2000 and older. Guess what we did? 2000 and newer. Oh, Jesus. It was brutal. <laughs> and listen, at the end of the day, it's a mistake and mistakes happen. And sometimes those mm -hmm. mistakes are massive. Mm -hmm. And that's why as an entrepreneur, I don't know if you saw my Facebook post the other day, dude, entrepreneurs have to have a tolerance of risk that mm -hmm. most people can't handle. Mm -hmm. Now, listen, I'm not telling everyone in the world to go spend 40 grand a month on marketing, let alone direct mail, let alone, but 
you lost 26,000. I'm telling you, I lost 40 just on one little fucking direct mail mistake. Sure. Uh, you need to have a tolerance and it's going to happen. Just so we're clear as an entrepreneur, those mistakes and those losses for sure will happen. Sure. You have to be able to endure them. This is why most people quit. And that's why the cream rises to the top. Justin, sure. how did you make it? How did you? Oh, because well, I got punched in the face every single day. I've been knocked out 47,000 times and I still keep getting up. That's how I made it. Mm-hmm. But hey, listen, it was easy peasy. No big deal, mm-hmm. right? That's just the reality. That's the reality of all this. No, it's what I tell them when I got sober. I said, you didn't see the 2 a.m.s where Gary V was in my ears till 4 a.m. You didn't see me out on the soccer field uh, running in 40-degree weather with my shirt off, screaming Imagine Dragons at the top of my lung trying to get my freaking confidence back. Your mind but, right, dude. It's all it's all up here, bro. But but you see me now and you're like, look at that guy. He's all put he's he's put together. He looks nice. He's a beast. Happy. Yeah. Well, yeah. It was I got I got cold cocked by Mike Tyson about 13 times in the face, and it's gonna happen another 13 times. But here's the option. And I say this no, no, about no. you. No, no, no. There's no, no option. No, no, no. I know, but what I'm saying is I say this about you too. Uh, what is the option for us to go be a uh, perfume salesman at Abercrombie? This is who I am. Bro, it's so funny. So I just said another post, maybe it was part of the same post. Like I have friends that make millions of dollars as a salesperson. They don't own their own business. Yes. They're a goddamn employee, but they make millions of dollars doing it. Mm -hmm. And part of that post about entrepreneurship is that like you and I were talking about it before, like you and I don't really have that option. I'm Mm -hmm. great at sales. I'm sure you're fantastic at sales as well. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. But for me to go be a salesman for someone else's company is just not an option. Even at, even if I put my PL up against that friend of mine and I have several, mm-hmm. and I say I lose monetarily, mm-hmm. I still wouldn't be able to choose his option. Yeah. Because I'm he is still working for the man. And so it's it's this crazy. But and I wouldn't trade it for the world. Like even if I had the option to trade it for the world, I wouldn't. Right? And it's just, it is what it is. Well, I, it's in, it's interesting because I, I think personally, and I know this for a fact because I've done enough self work. I somewhere didn't tell myself that I couldn't be the CEO because I was too disorganized or you know too high energy. And what I realized is I have two skills that that are unshakable. I can spot talent like it's nobody's business and put them in a position that they succeed at and I can inspire. Like, so at the end of the day, when I read rocket fuel Mm -hmm. and I realized that I didn't have to be the integrator, I felt like it was me on the front of Titanic, bro. Just like this, (laughs) like just, just, I mean, I I was like, I don't have to do this. Yes. Bro. So let's bring up another point. And I know this is your show, but I'm going to ask you a question. Sure. What do you think about those of us who realize we don't have to be the integrator Mm -hmm. and then we go find a partner to be an integrator? What do you think about that? It's kind of a trick question, but it is a trick question. I think that I'll use it. I'll use my favorite quote as a relationship to use it. I think that you have to work on yourself so much that your future partner finds you. I like that. Well, because, by the way, I love that, right? Because, so because my, my, right my, my, business, my business partner found me on an Airbnb call that I wasn't even supposed to be on. There you go. And here's the deal. But here's the deal. It took me nine months to close them. Right. And I, but he didn't know what I was doing the whole time. 
I saw it. Yeah. And I was steadily like, and then I was like, dude, let's just go. And he was like, well, uh, hold on. And then I was like, and then, but I, but now I got him and, you know, we're best friends and thank God. Right. But he gets it. He's like, okay. <laughs> Yeah. You know, like Templeton, right? Templeton told me, I have a rule for you, Austin. If you can think of an idea and hold on to it for 72 hours and it's still a good idea and you can still remember it, then you could tell people. There you go. <laughs> I love that guy, bro. He's Instagram, by the way. <laughs> I died. So he just had a baby. My wife is yes. pregnant. So we're going back and forth. Yeah. But his Instagram is, he is on. He's the trip, I, dude. We, he's the reason that I, ha- that I came up with the fake character. And he's called Billy Bob Brown with like a mullet. And he's a, he wears a fanny pack and jean shorts with a, with a tag still in. But here's the Thank deal. God. He was a, he was the number one fanny pack salesman in the eighties. And he's been Thank looking, God. he's been looking for a, for a gig ever since. And it's so stupid. But then when him and Burr did that damn video and they got like deals off of it, I was like, Oh, this is, this is what it is. You just do dumb shit and people give you money. <laughs> it's incredible. It's um, the world we live in, right? The the thing that I would say about that is being the visionary and not being the integrator. I actually will pose the opinion, my opinion, not everyone else's. People get into partnerships for the wrong reason. Mm. They partner with the integrator because that's how they feel like it would work best. Mm-hmm. But then they don't think it all the way through. They don't start with the end in mind, right? So I try to do everything I can to start with the end in mind first. Because now you essentially have someone who is very organized, very spreadsheet based, very methodical, very thorough, but they're not creating revenue. Mm. We are. And I've had a partner for 13 years. Uh, and so I, I can say this with authority, like I create the revenue. Um, and so I'd pose to anyone looking for a partner in the integrator to not, I know that's probably counterintuitive. A lot of gurus out there go find someone you can hire that has those skill sets. Mm. unfortunately or fortunately depends how you look at it those people are great ceo coo types that you can pay a salary and not have to divide seven figures with so i'm always thinking with the end of mine first like that's an amazing point my my, uh you know honeypot and now i got to give five hundred thousand over to someone else who essentially for me put the wheels on his tracks, right? Meaning I'm the goddamn train going 200 miles an hour mm-hmm. and he's just keeping it on his tracks and there's a lot of value in that. Don't get, don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. Could I have found someone that I could pay $200,000 a year? And I know we're talking about big numbers and so not sure. all people on here are gonna like, but you know, could I have found someone that I could have paid $200,000 a year to do the exact same things and I could have kept an extra 300 grand? The answer is yes. And I know that's going to be super, it could probably even offend some people that are listening to this. Of course. But I, I would tell you, the partnership world, bro, I've seen it. I've gone through it. I've done it several times on some soft partnerships. Very difficult to keep that fucker going. Um, it's a marriage. Let's not get yeah. it twisted. And I would tell you, for those visionaries out there, I would, I would encourage you not to partner just because someone else has a strength in your weakness. Partnerships, I think, are an easy way out. Mm-hmm. Not all. Yeah. And respectfully speaking, I have a partner, right? Like, yeah. I'm just saying, in, in, in a no, sense, no, no. I get it's an it. easy way out because you're not good at it, so you don't want to do it. Instead of forcing yourself to fucking stay up to two in the morning figuring yeah. out the goddamn spreadsheet, you're like, oh, 
where's my partner in this, right? Yeah. Um, and then you end up overpaying the partner because they're not connected to revenue. They're essentially keeping the wheels on the tracks, their spreadsheet, organized, whatever. There's no revenue generating from there. So in my opinion, I'm all about making your wallet fat, not making your revenue fat. No, you're you're 100% right. It's something that's interesting because I, I started getting into the uh, I'm going to leverage everything out game and I paid the price, lost some money and some things here and there on marketing people and stuff like that. And it is important, but something that I like, just because I'm not good at it doesn't mean I don't see everything. Like I see it all, totally. you know? And so oh, I, that's a really good point, especially where we are now. The biggest point that you hit that I think is super important. I want to have this conversation because I've seen it happen in my face. People now because of COVID are more okay with Zoom relationships and transactions in business. I think we've I think we've turned a corner, right? And so to add on to your point about starting businesses or whatever, you know, I have a friend who does multifamily investing who has seven VAs. He doesn't have anybody work with him. And he's like, I go to bed. He goes, I go to bed, I send them all the stuff and I wake up and all the work's done. Bro, that's, I mean, I, and I hate to do that because like your partner is probably awesome. Yeah. Right. My partner's like, but it's, but our relationship is different than most partnerships. Like we have an in mind, meaning charity, life, family. It's, that's a different thing. Right. But it's still, you know, but I get, I think a lot of people partner because they're broke. So I don't have the money to pay for the integrator. Uh I respect the shit out of that. Then do the work. Right. Mm -hmm respect it. I've been broke. I've literally been homeless. I'm on a friend's couch. I don't have a home. I can't pay for rent. That's homeless. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, do the work, bro. Like don't make an excuse that you need a partner. Just put on the goddamn helmet and shoulder pads, get on the field and run. No, because that would be hard, dude. Why would you you do that? So hard. And that's where like, you need to have that. And that's where the belief comes in, right? Like, mm-hmm. I know I'm going to be successful. I'm going to do the work. It's going to be hard. And I'll get to a place where I'll be able to have it. Okay. You know, okay. Out. I got something for you. This is perfect for you. Yeah. I have lost some weight. Motherfucker, good. I feel motherfucker, I feel good. Okay. How, how okay. dare I, They call me Benjamin Button. They said I'm going back to like I'm 29 or so. But I told my friend, I said, do you mind if I brag on myself for a minute? I want to show you a picture. The difference, right? And he said, I, I got a great idea. How about you change the phrasing on that? He goes, how about you celebrate your goodness and, and, and celebrate the work you put in, right? Two years of fucking hard work. What is your philosophy on confidence, ego? Like, you get what I'm saying? We're like, yeah. you, you feel good. You're good at business. You have done a good job, right? But yeah. it rubs some people the wrong way, whatever the fuck you want to call it. But like, wh- where do you skate the line on that? I want to make sure I'm answering the question, right? Because sure. Like what's the difference between, between boasting and, and just having inner confidence? I think that's the, com- that's the conversation I've been having with myself all day. What's it's, ego and what's, what's inner belief, right? Yeah, well, inner belief. So I would say this is positioning and how you outwardly put it. Okay. I think that's the only difference. Yeah. Because your ego is your inner belief. I know I can do it. Well, if, I, if you walk around telling everyone, dude, I got this. It's done. I know I can do it. Like, leave it to me. I'm the best. People are going to say he's egotistical. Mm-hmm. So it's about how you communicate that same um, message, mm-hmm. right? That, I mean, I, I don't know if there is a big difference there, right? Sure. Because you don't have to also communicate it either. 
Mm-hmm. Right. You can just leave your actions say, yeah. Hey, not a big deal. I'm going to take care of that and get it done. Right. Um, and so I don't like, by the way, I'm 39 now and I've absolutely done the flashy egotistical braggadocious playboy. Look, the Maseratis, the watches, the bottle popping been there for a long time. Did that do anything for you? Uh, it was fun. And at that time, I just needed fun. I do didn't want to. Do you think it's needed? I, I'm dead fucking serious. Like, I would say most people it's needed because I think a lot of people get to a place in their life where they've taken their entire life serious and then they make a big boo-boo because they needed that one thing that releases something that whatever, and the boo-boo could just be a DUI, right? It doesn't have to be some catastrophic like, but like maybe that boo-boo is big enough to fuck your business up, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so in my opinion, depending upon who the person is, I do believe it's needed. I believe everyone should be single for a pretty decent amount of time, truthfully, and be completely selfish about it in my own opinion. Um, and again, maybe that's not going to be the popular opinion, but I genuinely believe it. I believe people that don't experience life as a selfish individual somewhere down the road, uh, is going to have a high likelihood of doing something not great. And I don't know what that is. And I'm not going to, you know, whatever it is, whether it's cheating on your spouse, whether it's driving under the influence, whether it's, I don't know, you, you give me the scenario. Um, but I'll tell you without having that liberating feeling, because in my opinion, philosophically about life, we live, let's just say we live for 80 years, your first 20, you're an absolute, you're not, I mean, you're a retard, right? Especially for guys. So let's just say you have 10 years 10 out of 80 is 12% of your life. You get to be selfish, completely selfish. 12%, -hmm. it's not fucking very long, Mm -hmm. right? And so for people who don't take that decade to go be selfish and really just do what they want to do, by the way, very difficult to be selfish. I know it seems easy to be selfish. To be lonely and to only think about yourself and only care about things that you want to do is not easy. Sounds easy, it's not. Trust me, from a guy who did it, right? Um, you get lonely, right? You don't have the Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays of people being around. Like people have other things doing. They have other things going. It's not all about you, right? And so to answer directly, yeah, I do, I do believe people need that in my own opinion. And it doesn't have to be a decade. I might have really <laughs> pushed the limit on that. <laughs> but This is, this but, is the uh, most, this, I loved it this is the most counterintuitive conversation I've ever had. And I love every fucking bit of it yeah, because bro, I don't, because, yeah. because, because my new thing that I'm on my soapbox is nobody fucking has fun anymore. Nobody totally. has fun anymore. They're, you know, like, dude, I dance. Like, here's the rule. Here's the rule among my friends. I fucking dare you to get on a jet ski and not smile. Totally. <laughs> it's not an option. Yeah, so if you're option. having a bad day, turn on some music, Go have some fun. It doesn't. You're you're trying to get to an arbitrary goal. Yeah. When you get there, the goalpost is going to move again. Yeah. So, so you might as fun. well have some fun. And that, yeah, and, and fun can be different. So the way I like to say it also is like, for sure, go out and have some fun. But that fun can change, right? Like things that I find to be fun isn't necessarily bottle popping anymore, right? Sure. Like. If for someone's birthday, sure, I'll have a great night, whatever. But like, just because Saturday is not, and that doesn't light me up. Right. So my, my sense of fun has changed. 
Mm-hmm. And those are the seasons, right? Those are the iterations yes. of who I'm becoming and who I am and who I am now versus who I am then and whatever. And that's all okay. And be okay with that iteration, right? That's why I'm more like, especially when it comes to, which is totally off topic, but when it comes to family and marriage and all that, like I took my fucking time for a reason. Sure. I didn't do multiple engagements, multiple weddings, multiple. Dude, I've been engaged once. I've been married once. Mm-hmm. And in, I was 38 when I got married. Sure. And I took my time because I wanted to make sure it was right because I didn't want to make those mistakes. I didn't want to go through something that I felt I need a need for, right? And so I exasperated all needs and, you know, I couldn't be happier with my wife and she is exactly who I need and exactly my person and exa- all of that, sure. right? Um, and, and I think I think what's very important, and this will resonate with you, is we're not easy to love. <laughs> like this, like we are all this energy... I work out twice a day. It's for a reason. We're, I don't drink anymore. So we're, we're, we're wrapped up in this whole energy, right? And to understand that, when's your birthday? April. Okay. But, but basically, basically my, my horoscope says, like, don't put this guy in a cage. He'll fucking fight back. Like, basically, it's like, just let him run. Let the, let the stallion run, right? Yeah. And, but you have to be firm enough in who you are as a person in business and in your relationship life to understand that about yourself and ask yeah. for it. Right. Jim Rohn, okay. one of my favorite guys, he said the number one, the top 1%, you know what they do? They ask, they I ask, they, they say, it. they say, this is who I am. I hope you can love me for who I am in business. I'm, you know, I was talking to one of my buddies today and I, you know, I post some stuff on Facebook and, I'm dyslexic and dropped out of college three times. And, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a wordsmith. Uh, I'm good on camera. And, you know, people DM me all the time and they're like, you know, you should really like fix your fucking grammar and your run on sentences and you, you're, you're devaluing the, the intelligence of your customers. And I'm like, how about you go fuck yourself? Like, yeah, uh, I mean, I'm not, you're gonna, I'm not a, I mean, what I'm not, but what I'm saying is I'm not an Oxford master's degree. And so I love that you're so who you are and you don't make any apologies for it. And I think that's why people gravitate to you is the point I was trying to get across. And same to you, right? I mean, that's the yeah. reality is and my wife is, is the same type of personality I am to an extent, but because I wanted someone also to be somewhat more calm, right? She definitely has a little bit more homebody than I do. Sure. But that helps me because I do sure. enjoy being home, right? Like sure. nowadays I call myself like a grandpa. Bro, yeah. I'm in bed by 930. Yeah. I don't yeah. give a shit what night it is. 100%. Yeah. Right? Dude, so, dude, you'll love this. I was out the other night. I was out the other night with a bunch of multifamily investors and it was like 915 on a Friday night. And I was like, man, I really want to come home. And like my friend was like, Dude, get your shit together. It's one night. I'm like, I can't, dude. I did this for 20 plus years. I don't want to do it anymore. I like to get up at 5 a.m. My mornings are sacred. Like I work out. I love mornings. Dude, I'm with you. And, and yeah. especially like, so I'm doing Sober October. Okay. How's that um, working people out People like, you? oh, it's because your wife's pregnant? I'm like, ah, yeah. not really. My buddy yeah. wanted to do it. I said, fuck it. I'll do it with you. Sure. Um, easiest thing in the world. Like whatever. Uh and I'm going to like Nashville on Wednesday. Sure. And then I'm going to, I mean, wherever. So I like putting myself in scenarios and I'm still it's like. the hardest part. It's the hardest part. Going to scenarios? No, the travel. travel. I, yeah. it, was, it was where I crossed the boundary for myself. Yeah. 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 And so, but you know, the, the thing about it is like 9.15 and you're not having a couple of cocktails. I'm getting the fuck out of there. I don't care where I am. 
I have no desire. Like I was at my buddy's house with him and his girl and me and my wife and we're not drinking. It's sober October and it's Friday night. And literally by nine o'clock, I'm like, I don't want to be here anymore. (laughs) And I love my buddy and I love his girl. And I'm just like, get me. I'm, I want to go home so I can wake up early and do my thing. Like I don't. So anyways, dude, I want to respect your time. I want to touch on two points because it's something you brought up before we started recording. The, the, the thing that everybody talks about, you're wholesaling, you're doing some flips, you're, you're, you don't have personal rentals, you don't have long-term rentals. If you're a young investor and you're just getting started, do you pick capital over long-term or is it just your personality? What, what is your personality? Capital first. Your capital will create long-term, 100%. Okay. Okay. Now, at 39, I'm no longer young and I'm not starting. So I'm making the mistake, learn from my mistake. By this point in the game, I would have said, there should be some portfolio involved, sure. right? And that's my own mistake. It's my number one fault for sure, hands down, is I've always been so, I don't want to use the word greedy, but it's the only word I can think of, greedy sure. for the cash, right? Wholesaling sure. creates a lot of freaking cash. Mm-hmm. And so it has set me up that way financially. But my, my own fault, my biggest mistake is really not buying rentals along the way. Even one a year, over mm-hmm. 13 years, I'm at 13, right? Sure. I didn't do any, I have zero. And so- but if you're young and you're getting going, go create money. Just okay. use the money correctly. I mean, that's what it comes down to is have an education about, have financial literacy, right? Sure. But go right. create the money first and then you build your wealth because you can take your cash instead of fucking buying a Rolls Royce or, or a nice watch or whatever, you can take your cash and you can actually put it into a rental in places like Oklahoma and you know Utah and all these places, middle America, where you can buy something cheap. And you have a good little investment for 20 years down the road and you can sell it all off. And mm-hmm. No, I love that. And if you were, cause a lot of my guys are younger, a lot of dudes I coach we'll wrap it up here, give them three tips to, and don't give them the normal shit, give them the Justin Colby tips. Like if you were getting started as an agent or an investor, a lot of my coach are on their first deal or about to get their first one. What would you tell them uh, to be focused on or what to do basically? It's all sales marketing sales, right? I mean, marketing is even if you're door knocking, that's your marketing strategy, right? Mm-hmm. Hustle. You have to have like that relentless hustle inside of you to go get it. Right. And like I said, I started by cold calling a hundred agents a day by my cell phone, not a triple line dialer. Um, and I hustled the hell out of it. Right. And so understand that you will get there if you put in the work for sure. hundred percent. Right. If you're listening to Austin and getting coached by Austin, you will get there but you have to do the work. He can't guarantee you get there, right? I can't as a coach either, but you have to put for the work. So it's the hustle. It's the grind. It's the focus on sales, 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 because you'll convert those homeowners into clients that you can buy their home, whether you're wholesaling it, flipping or otherwise. Um, there's nothing more valuable. Now there's a lot of very valuable things within the entire process. Um, but right now go focus on cash. And the best way to go get cash is to do the grunt work. And if you're in real estate, door knocking, cold calling is the grunt work, right? And there's very, one thing, I just did a video on this too, but one thing people don't talk about cold calling is the cost of skip tracing. There's very inexpensive ways to do that. That is, you know, under $300 a month for unlimited data, right? Now mm-hmm. it's not great data, but it's unlimited, which means you can just put the grunt work in. Um, people don't want to work the way that they need to, right? And that's just a reality. And whether we want to call it generational or not, I don't give a shit. Like, No, 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 it's, think- it's just... Systemic through all society. I don't care yeah. about ages. Nobody then, wants it, to work. But that's okay. By the way, no judgment. Just go be an employee somewhere. 100%. Don't want it. Don't 100%. complain about not having it. Don't want it. Say, listen, I don't want to fucking work 16, 18 hours. 
Go be hired at Apple and sell computers or whatever. I don't know. But the, by the way, totally okay. Sure. Right? No judgment. No. Just know hey, who you are. No, bro. I don't want to do that. <laughs> hey, People bro. want to be an entrepreneur like, I'm going to live this lifestyle. I'm going to travel. I'm going to be Austin. We're going to live in Costa Rica and we're going to live in Italy. And Oh, bro, Austin's been kicked in the face 45 times and worked 20-hour days and did all those things that takes to get to that place. Mm-hmm. If you're not willing all good. Just don't, don't talk about it. Right. Don't, don't put those memes up about Wolf of wall street and you know, I'll grind and I'll do, are you really like, so now I tell them straight up excuses are like, excuses are like, uh, uh, everybody has one. It's just, you know, it's like, because here's the deal. And they know this when you sign up and you decide to jump in your world or my world, there's, we're not, I don't, I don't coach you if you're not working out. It has nothing to do with the way you look. This is a full, you're making a whole life millionaire. Like we're not trying to just, Hey, I make money and I drive a Lambo. No. So I'll leave you one more question there and you're out. So the flashy stuff doesn't do anything for you anymore. And you've mm, played that game and now you're married. Less. It doesn't do less. as much. Let's put it yeah, that way. Me too. I, me too. I want a big RV so I can travel around. So hey, but I, you want I, a nice RV. You're not going to get a little. I do. So, what so gets it just you does up? less. What, what gets you up in the morning? What, 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 what keeps you going? Because you've, I mean, you've, you've, you've done a lot of business right? transactions. You've done a lot. dude. Yeah. And I own multiple companies. And it, so, but what really keeps me up in the morning is, is really the building, the yellow personality creating and building shit fires me up. Like I have so much further to go. Like I am by no means successful yet. Not even close Mm -hmm. relative to my own belief of what success is. Right. Mm -hmm. And I have a long ways to go, baby. I'm 39. I'm still fucking going to go because, and by the way, I'll never retire. So it's like that building, creating Mm -hmm. relationships, opportunities that fires me up. And that again, that has changed over the years because now I'm doing it for my wife and family to do something more. Mm. And it's not the typical, like, what's your why? And everyone says wife or kid. Everyone says that. That is like the no duh. Like, if that isn't your why, then maybe look yourself you in the bigger, mirror a little. You, you got bigger problems, yeah. Yeah. But so the thing that, like, I just love that shit. It fires me up. Mm-hmm. I am. So I'll keep it very short. In 2020, I had to get more back into my business in real estate than I have in the last five years. Sure. Okay. And I realized something. I fucking love it. I'm a deal junkie. I love being in the mix. I love getting the deal done. I love being a part of it. I love the idea of how do we get the deal done? Like, how do we stroke the, the you know, the financial, um, like, like how to make it creative? How can it work? All of that. How do we, you know, going head to head with the seller negotiating? So my point being is like, I have that like deal junkie, business junkie, serial entrepreneur. I have an Amazon business. I'm a part owner in a gold mine. I have a real estate business that's in multiple markets. I have a coaching program that I've coached hundreds, if not thousands of students. I mean, I'm just that guy and that fires me up. Mm -hmm. I I alluded to, have you ever seen a, have you ever seen an older chef? He's real, he's real sad. I used to be a chef. He's real sad because the farther you move up the totem pole, the more you get removed from the actual act of the thing that you enjoy doing. Yeah. I love and, it. and I'm a builder. It's what I fucking do. And I love I'm going to have 20. And if you know that about yourself, then embrace it and just 
push on guys let's roll baby i get it so dude how do they find you how do they uh connect with you if they want to connect with you yeah probably the easy way is to go to the science of the science of you'll be able to have all the youtube videos but again instagram is the justin colby uh facebook is the justin colby youtube is justin colby but go to the science of you will get all the access you want of me right you'll have it all there uh, but yeah, hit me up, go there. And, uh, I got all the trainings in the world. You can go off for absolutely free. So, well, dude, I, I don't know why I keep bringing on guests that are just like me, but I love it. So <laughs> oh. it's so great, man. Well, and we're redheaded too. That's a whole nother story, but, uh, right, guys, right. Hey, at least you got more on top than I'm, I'm, uh, hey, this ain't going anywhere, bro. I'm just, well, uh, you're, good for you, bro. Good yeah. for you. Yeah, dude. I, I figure it the greatest thing ever. It's like, I don't know. Cause I've, I did it during COVID because I didn't have, and, and everybody was like, no, don't do that. Please don't do that. Yeah, it's look like a convict or something. Guys, if you enjoyed this episode, make sure you share it with your friends. Send it out. That's how we more people find out about us, and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Construct Your Life with Austin Lenny. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to rate, review, subscribe, and pay it forward by sharing with a friend. Most importantly, take this opportunity to start constructing your life by taking immediate action on what you learned. For show notes, resources, and more information on one-on-one coaching with Austin, visit constructyourlifepodcast.com.